Hello and welcome to the Property Mastermind podcast, episode 125. Today we are talking getting started in property development. Bob and I are going to talk about how to get started in property development, what to look out for and how we might help you. It's going to be a great episode as usual and if you're watching us on camera you'll notice we're sitting a little bit differently today, we're sitting opposite each other. So let's jump on in to episode 125. Hey, welcome to episode 125. Notice the new format. How good does this look, Bob? I like the new format. Yeah. It's uh, quite cash sitting opposite you. Yeah, it's different. Mm. Hopefully we remember to keep our mouths close to the mics. To we the both, mic. Yeah, it's a yeah. mic issue. Oh, well, we'll hey, Bob, getting started in property development, but before mm. we do, let's give the book away. Yep, do it. So Property Millionaires Exposed, this one here, Will Lato. Will sent me an email, said I'd like the book. I'm like, why not? So, well, that will be in the post to you. And, of course, there's this amazing book here. Tell me about that. Oh, this book here, <laughs> Three Wines In, How to Increase Your Self-Confidence Today and Succeed in All Areas of Your Life Without the Hangover Tomorrow. This book is about how to set goals and achieve them with confidence and grow your confidence. Yeah. So if you want a copy of that, why don't give this one away? You've got to head over to – actually, I'll put a note, a link in the show notes. It's from my website, hillarysaxon.com. Yeah. But anyway, grab yourself a copy. Lemon Great Chrissy Present. I, yeah. It's or a great Christmas present. Grab a couple. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, let's get into the podcast. And Bob, mm-hmm. getting started in property development. Wow. Yeah. Before we even unpack that, how many years ago was it that you got started in property development? Oh, quite a while ago. Early 80s, very early 80s. Wow. Yep. Some people listening to this weren't even born when you got started in property it's, development. That's their fault. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's, a, it's a great but thing. You, you know what it says, though? It says that you're very experienced. Well, it, yeah, it says that. But it, it says that it, it must be good if I'm still doing it. Yes, it does. Because I'm not the sort of person that would bang my head against a wall for 40 years. No, because you did try a few other things. Yeah. And you decided they weren't for you. Hmm. Good yep. point. So. Do you know what's interesting? Yeah. I was, uh, because I've gone back to playing golf, so I feel quite special because I get to it's say. All I, it's all over here about now. Yeah, for those golfers out there, you know what it's like. <laughs> anyway, I was sitting at, at Ladies Golf yesterday and this lady asked me, what do I do? And it's quite a, it's a weird one because when yeah. I say, I mean, pretty much I probably look more like a hairdresser <laughs> than a property developer. But I said, I, I do a bit of property development actually. And she said, really, me too. And I thought, what? And this lady was in her 80s. She was like really? the lady that counted up the points. And and she goes, yes, I'm in a syndicate. And so I kind of thought, oh, you probably, you know, have $100,000 and with 400 other people doing something syndicate-wise like that. Mm. And then she explained, no, there's myself and about four others and we do. And that she started explaining what they did and her brother's a lawyer and one's a town planner and one's this and one's that. And I thought, Wow. How cool is that? Yeah. But I bet she never gets to have that conversation. And I wonder, which yeah. I will, because I've only just gone back to golf, I wonder how she got started. And I will go straight to her next week and find Could out. Could be a podcast coming up. Yeah, no, but what, how did she get started in property yeah, development? Exactly, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a really oh. cool conversation. So, uh, lots of I'll, different reasons people get involved, obviously. People get started. Yeah, yeah. I want to get involved in it. Yeah, mostly it's because of the money. Yeah. 
It's an attraction, the money. Mm. And it's what the money does for you. Mm. What does money do for you? It gives you Mm. time back. It gives you freedom. It's not necessarily for the paper that you put in your wallet. No. It's what that does for you. Yeah. And for a lot of people, it's, you know, the day job, the lifestyle, the, Mm. you know, giving your family a better life, all that sort of stuff. Lots of of reasons. I mean, but money is the driver. Yeah. uh, But people have a whole range of things they'd like to do when they get their hands on some more money. Yes, exactly. Well, Bob, I thought before we kick off, I'm eating my own hair, which is annoying, (laughs) (laughs) I thought I'd talk about a few things that we've got going on. Okay, take it away. Well, you heard us talk about property development surprises last week, so we kicked off into a new development, which was cool. Mm -hmm. And I think like we talked about, if we're doing it, then other people should be doing it too. If that's what you're thinking about, there is, you know, the the perfect time is now. That's that. And if you ever put things off, then you'll just wake up in a year's time and know that you put it off for a year, won't you? Yeah, or five years' time, even worse. Yes. And we meet people like that. Mm, on a regular basis. Mm. So the, the timing is good. And I also want to talk about my development. Oh, that's so mine. exciting at the moment. Yeah. So it finishes, uh, titles are out. Is it titles out tomorrow? Uh, man, within the week. Yeah, within the week. And there's an official opening, which I can't go to, but that's okay because there's a few reasons why. It's on the other side of the country and I've got a, I've got a diary clash, believe it or not. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Anyway, it, the project is an NDIS project and I have housed a young man who I'm even going to get to pretty much meet. I'm pretty sure it's a 20-year lease. And he had a car accident in his 20s. So he has no legs. So they were burned. And so he's in a wheelchair. And when he saw the apartment, he actually cried. He loved it so much. Yeah, it's a life changer. That's his new home. And it's beautiful. So Mm. yeah, we've had a really great build to do an amazing job. Really fantastic fit out. Remember with the uh, NDIS people that went through and did the final inspections, what they said. Yeah. It's the best one they've ever seen. In all, and they go through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. And the reason for that, and I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast, but one of the reasons was we changed to Tilt Slab because the brick prices went through the roof. So there were just some alterations. They, yeah. That was a, la- a later change, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. the original. <laughs> Not just the bricks and blocks, the block layers. Yeah. And everybody everyone. else at the time, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but it, it's turned out, it, that thing will be there for 200 years. It, it's an incredible building uh, and just fitted out, no, no, no expense spared. Yeah, so it, it feels nice to, well, one, it's going to feel nice to have a finished project to mm-hmm. move on to something else there and it's just been so held up. So I think that's why, you know, the, yeah, the COVID yeah, did hold it up for such a long time and we're finally there and it feels like I've been talking about it forever, but... I finally get to go, yay, yeah, so yay, that's cool. Yay. And it's a it's a really heartwarming story about the, the tenant that's move, moving in there. Uh, I think Tamari's moving in there. Yeah, and, and what is also cool is we've already started another d- development underway before the other one finishes, which is mm. good, and we still have the retirement village underway. So we're still developing under so many... That's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and that's the really. tip of the iceberg. Yeah, exactly. So that is a, another great story. And then another story, I don't, I'm not sure if I shared this last week, but we had a mentoring student call us and he'd done his visa on a particular set of numbers and there's been a price increase 
by two hundred thousand for both sides. So on, instead the, on the sale of, price, not the cost side. Yeah, on the sale price. So mm. instead of a nice, healthy six hundred thousand dollar profit on his first development, here's a nice, nice, healthy one million dollar profit. Hey, Bob. Yeah, and the other side of that story, it's a joint venture. Yeah, with his dad. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It is very cool. Goes past. I think more cool. sons should do joint ventures with their fathers. Maybe we did talk about that already, or was that at the workshop? But anyway, that's a great story. So let's talk about getting started in property development. We've talked about, and we've talked about you in the past. You just mm. had that feeling that you wanted to do something to make money. I had to. Yeah, because you were broke. Well, yeah, as and you living know, on your parents' couch, coming out of a very bad car accident. Yeah, you know, eighteen months on it. Well, you know out of action. Yeah. Yeah, so I had to do something and yeah, it sort of appealed to me, but that's that's a whole story in itself, but you know, we all well, once again it was back to money. Yeah. You know, um and I had to make up for a lot of lost time. And the, the whole thing appealed to me. I'd always been interested in a bit in land and building construction and that as a young man without really doing much about it. So I was I was I was drawn to it. So Bob, what I believe is the first thing when it comes to getting started in property development, it is. I know what you're going to say. It is mindset. Mindset. It is. Mm. So what was your mindset at the time? Why were you six foot tall and bulletproof? Where did that come from? I, oh, why was I? Yeah. I think, like, I was confident. I was a confident young man. I was probably dangerously confident, like, like as you say. I think there's an old, you said six foot tall and bulletproof. I think the other saying is 10 foot tall and bulletproof, but oh. whatever it is, um, I did. I probably did feel a bit that way. Um, I, I, I was confident because I'd, I'd had some cash businesses. I'd, I'd done okay as, you know, in business as, a, as quite a young man, mm. had, had some successes there and I, I just sort of felt like I could pretty much tackle anything and do okay at it because mm. I had a strong work ethic, which I got from my dad, and I thought, well, you know, Average intelligence, strong work ethic. Um, if Would I want you to say, do it, you are so not average intelligence, Bob. You're reasonably smart. I'm the guy that failed uni after six months. It's because you didn't bother going. Oh, yeah, there was a reason. <laughs> you've actually got you've, you've got to attend to get the result. Oh, damn, that's what I did it wrong. You've actually showed me in the park for the trees you used to lie under. Yeah, true. Yeah. In the botanical gardens. Yeah, next to the university. Oh, that's okay. But um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was confident, but I was dangerous. I mean, I could have failed. Mm. I could have failed had I not met, you know, one or two of the right people to, mm. to hold my hand. And we do see that even now, the odd person, we know that they're a bit dangerous or reckless and they just get through because maybe an uplift or and perhaps like yourself. And I know you've had stories after those first few that you did get caught out, you mm. know, that, that you had to play a bit of a long game. Yep. And I don't think we've ever talked about that on here, but we can talk about that one day, maybe not today, uh, because you, you won't always get away with it, taking risks. And I think back in earlier days, you probably mm. people probably got away with a lot more, whereas now there's a lot more regulations. You know, we've got construction costs higher. Mm. We've got, got the cost of money. Things. Would you believe, would you say that things are a little bit different? Well, things are different. I mean, how you do a property development hasn't changed much. No. You know, you've got to buy a site, you've got to finance it, you've got to get your approvals, got to build it, got to sell it. That, that remains the same. But much more sophisticated market these days, you know, people are more sophisticated, buyers are more sophisticated, developers. You know, we've got technology on our side these right. days that I never had when I started out. 
I used to, as you know, I used to do my feasibilities on a fills cap piece of paper with a pen and a calculator. Yeah. And uh, once I got it right, I'd type it up on an IBM electric typewriter with golf ball thing. So yeah. that, that was that was high tech for me, it was seriously high tech. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, banks lent me money and I made a profit. Yeah. But, it, but it's very different these days. Yeah, it is very different. As in, the, Would you say it's a little bit more risky these days? Or I not? I don't know that it's more risky. I, I think I took plenty of risks. I, th- I think it can be less risky because – See, I had nobody to learn off. There weren't any courses. There weren't any books. Um, I did get a little bit of help, as you know, from a, a fellow who became my, my first me- sort of mentor, really. But um, And so in that respect, I, I was a bit lucky. But I think, I, I think in those days it may, have been, it may have been a bit harder because, you know, I wanted to learn, but where do you go? Mm. There was no uni courses, books. Nothing. No, you know, mental. No, no podcast like no us. No podcast. Nothing. No. And, and so I had to, I had to do it without all of that, and, mm. and I had to try and sort of reverse engineer what what I thought was going on. You know, I'd try and examine a development as best I could, and and say, well, how did okay? So they sold it. So I got bill. Who built it? Like, what did that cost? You know, try and just keep mm-hmm. reverse engineering. So I, was, I think it was tougher then, honestly. So where did that mindset come from? You think it was your dad? I oh, know it was me. Oh, you just had. Oh well, no, my dad gave me the work ethic. Yeah. My dad was a very hard worker. He was a spray painter, a panel beater, and a mechanic. He had three trades. Yeah. And the, his way of making money or extra money was to work harder. Mm. You know, he, he simply traded time for money. Yeah. But he was prepared to do that. And, and he used to have a job during the week and he'd work on weekends, mm. uh, you know, spraying cars to get extra money, that sort of thing, you know, to give his family a better life. So I, I, I learned work ethic. And right. for a while I didn't really know the difference between – Using your brain mm. and just using your hands. Mm. So, so for a while, I just um, worked really long hours and, yeah. and had three businesses, and you know, did that. I didn't realise at the time that life can be a bit different. So, when we're talking about getting started in property mm. development, being a mindset thing, it yeah. just came naturally to you. So, for people listening, yeah. if you've been thinking about property development for a while, or if if you think about anything uh, if it's you you have something you want to achieve then it has to come from the up here first you have to have that level of belief that it's possible for you because if you keep putting that off and procrastinating you will be here this time next year rerunning these podcasts or Mm. listening to Mm. us at episode 100 or 220 something whatever it is or 200 actually no it'll still be in the 100s a bit if we had 52 now or whatever but you'll you'll hear you you could still be in the same place. And Bob has just alluded to the fact that it's probably easier now. Um, so if it's something you want to do and you are a procrastinator, have a think about that, hey? Oh, yeah. Look, as I said earlier, we meet people. Uh, some of them just phone in. Mm. Uh, a lot of them are people we may have had contact with years ago mm. um, because they've been around a while, right? So we've been doing this for, for, for quite a while. And they said, oh, I did your course in 2015. And what do we say? Oh, tremendous. What have you done? What have you done? <laughs> oh, I just wish I'd started back then. Mm. You know, seven years ago, they, they probably their wealth would probably be four times what it is now mm. uh, had they started. And, and, and they're regretful. I've mm. seen people almost cry mm. to, you know, f- having like spun tyres for five years or mm. whatever it is, you know. Yeah. And... You know that's, but better better now than you know mm. than I wait another five years. Yeah. 
So if it's something you're thinking about, the first obstacle you're going to have to overcome is what you tell yourself. And it doesn't matter whether your age, race, anything, like female, male, nothing matters. What matters is that you decide that you're going to do it and then you do it. So the next thing, um, well, actually, I had a conversation today with a young guy and he can definitely do it. Uh, I know because he's already done some, he he just, there's a few things that I know that I could help him with. And I believe that with our help, my help, he would do it faster. And I think that's another thing. So Speed. Yeah, yeah, but I think we'll come to that at the end because Mm. I'll, I'll actually get back to that. So, Bob, if we've got the right mindset, the next thing, obviously, we need to have the knowledge. Yeah, Without that, you're in big trouble. Yeah. And we, we meet people like that too. Yeah. So what when it comes to the knowledge, it's that understanding of what you need to do in what order. And you might think, oh, I'll work it out on the run, but time costs money. Mm. And when you don't know that you should be doing this while this is being done uh, or, you know, you aren't, when things aren't happening in the right time. Yeah, or the right order. Or the right order, then. Or you miss a step. Yeah. And the wheels can come and, off. And got to slam the brakes on, go backwards. All of that costs money. Every day is money in property development. Yeah. So how to get started? You need to get educated. Hmm. You actually absolutely essential. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to go. That's with, not unusual with a lot of occupations. Get educated. People spend four years at uni to, to <laughs> derive a very little amount of knowledge mm. to start a career. Mm. Yes. And the good thing is you don't have to spend four years at uni to learn property development. No. Correct. And you'll make a lot more money than you probably would out of your degree course. Exactly. And the investment in yourself is massive mm. because it's it's so minor in the scheme of things for what your first, if your first development, like the student we spoke to the other day, if your first development makes you a million dollars, I mean, put things in perspective, really. Mm. I mean, that's a little bit, that's quite an amazing that, that's duplex a, that's story. That's a great story. But yeah. What, what if it's, you know, um, $400,000? $400, yeah. I put things in perspective. It's what you know. That's the thing is that's not instead of a job. No, as you know, most most people start off doing their first project when they have a day job, so it's on top of the day job. Exactly. You know, and yeah. and, and so life doesn't change as far as your day. Hopefully, your day job is getting you over the line. Mm. You know, covering your bills and everything, and all of a sudden, bingo! Like four hundred grand pops up. You got to pay tax on it, but gee, I love I love paying tax. I'm a weirdo. And the more tax I pay, the better. That means you're earning a decent amount of money. Well, yep. If you're paying more tax, you're earning more. Exactly. So the thing with education, there are – Yeah, it is critical. And we're going to go down the road and, you know, you might be listening and think, oh, of course you're going to say that because, you know, that's part of what we do. We sell education. Yeah, but that's how it started. Yes. This whole education thing, Property Mastermind, started by seeing people getting into trouble. Mm. By relying and, and, on a friend, telling them, but they don't know what or, you don't or, know. Or, 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 you know, trying to learn it or, you know, anywhere from ill-informed people from, you know, trying to learn it on the internet and getting themselves into all sorts of bother. And that's how it all started. That's why originally Luke and I wrote the book and it's how Property Mastermind got going, eh? Mm-hmm. To, to cut down on the number of people who stupidly get themselves into trouble. To lay out the process of what you need to yeah. do, the order you need to do it, and, yeah, what has to happen. Tick all the boxes, mm. spreadsheets, download all oh, checklists, follow the flow chart, follow the chart. Follow the bouncing ball. Follow that bouncing ball. So 
I've just got a few numbers. Oh, th- this is what I really like. Mm. Property development is a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, the internet can might give you some of the pieces, but it uh. won't give you it won't give you the the whole picture. So you do need to understand what the whole picture is to do mm. a full development. Yeah, and and if you're not learning properly, this piece is missing. Yeah, you know you'll. You'll get there and there'll be all these little holes and, and, like, they all cost money. Even down to marketing, Bob, and that's something we probably don't talk about a huge amount, but marketing with the right real estate agent is vital because if, say, you've got two and they're different or you've got four, uh, you know, and the the positioning's different wherever they are, they're going to be – they need to be sold in an order that you maximise your profit. And only – a good real estate agent no, will know how to do that, hey? Mm, yeah, and alternatively, if if the standard approach isn't working, uh, and, you know, that's, well, I'm thinking of a, of a project at the moment. We're having difficult, difficulty selling it into a local market. Yes. So the agent said, all right, look, I, we're getting a lot of inquiry from this particular city in a different state and started a, a Facebook campaign there, which was very, very cheap. It was like $1,000, and a buy came out of that straight away. Mm. Uh, like thinking outside the box, looking for something, understanding that some inquiry was coming there. It's not working locally. Do that. Yeah. And it worked. You know, that's the sort of agent you want. Not somebody just rocks up and uh, goes through the motions on a Saturday with people walking mm. through and doesn't do the follow-ups and all that sort of stuff. And that's just one aspect toward the end. But they, all those little – that's that one. There are little aspects mm. right the way through with mm. those examples that save yeah. you time, that save you money, that – ensure that the process is done effectively and efficiently. Yeah, and particularly during the construction stage. Yeah. Which can go on for many months and you're dealing with with builders and, you know, you might not know a lot about construction. That's okay. But, but like, there's... There's just so many places you can go wrong if you yeah. if you don't know what you don't know. So we're talking about that jigsaw, hmm. and it, it, so what a, a good education, what some what a good education, what some good education will do. It will uh, it will get you going in the right order at the right pace. It will teach you how to do it. Yeah. Right. So the next, Bob, I want to talk about if people are. So we've gone, we've gone through, it starts up here. You've got to start with the fact that you have to believe it's possible for you, yep. and it absolutely is. But if you don't have that belief, you're not going to do anything, and then you need to get educated. And even if you are educated, then you need to actually take action because no, thinking that, about it, nothing will happen. That's a big step. Yeah. That's where a lot of people fall by the wayside. They get, they get that far, mm. but taking the action, you know, a head full of knowledge is going to do you a lot of good. Yeah. So it's that. And that's where you come in. I mean, that's why you're so valuable in our business because you bridge the gap for people Mm. to get them into action. Mm. And just the little actions that need to happen. And sometimes it's little things like tidying up what your day looks like, Mm. finding where you do have that capacity to do it or maybe you need to hire particular people to do particular things and that could be, cleaning your house so you don't do that so you do something else but it could also be finding sites for you researching whatever it is there are there are strategies around making sure that you take those actions so bob most people that we work with are even like you know we've got different things going on ourselves but most of the people we work with generally start off with uh, a duplex or uh, a three or a four Hmm. do you want to break down the reasons why you think that that's a great place to start well, to get most, started. Yeah, most yeah. people are comfortable with residential real estate mm-hmm. because we live in it. Yeah, uh, they may have their own home. They may have an investment property. We're comfortable with it. We know it. You know, we know how it works. Yeah, 
and we got some basic knowledge of finance as far as you know owning your own home or an investment property. So it is a good that's a good place to start. So don't try and retire out of your first project. <laughs> you know, don't tackle something that's too big financially. So look, the smaller things are good. Um, it could be a two lot subdivision where you build one or two houses, a duplex. They're, they're all good places to start. Mm. Uh, if you've got a little bit more capital or you've got a joint venture partner, you want to start off a little bit bigger, you know, three or four townhouses. Mm. I don't recommend apartments first up. They're a bit of a different world. You can certainly work your way into apartments a, a bit later down the track. I don't recommend you jump straight into them. But, you know, if you were to do a three-townhouse project or a 12-townhouse project, you would learn just as much out of the three-townhouse project. You'd make less money because one's 12 and one's three, but you'd have to put a lot more money in, basically mm-hmm. four times as much mm-hmm. to do the 12. But as far, in terms of learning, and that's, that's one of the big things off your first project. Sure, we do it because we want to make money, and that's important. But you learn, I always say you learn more off your first project than you'll ever learn off any other project. Mm. And it has to be a good experience for you. If, if it was a bad experience, you probably wouldn't do a second one, which mm. would be awfully sad. Mm. So start off start off small. Don't try and get too big too quickly. And that's, you know, we've seen what happens to people who try and go a bit big too early, particularly if they don't have the capital, they're trying to find investors. You've got to find more investors. You've got to find more wealthy investors. And I've seen people shoot too high like that in the first project and and not really attain it until they've wasted 12 or 18 months and then go back and and start smaller and and then go and nail, say, a nice duplex. So So the reason a lot of it is the confidence factor. And confidence, I'm going to go back to circle back to the beginning, yep. but confidence helps with mindset. So oh, the yeah. more confident that you, that you are because you've had a great experience, the more likely you're going to move forward mm. and then do more or r- rinse and repeat, yep. which is something that would – so we're getting started in property development, Bob. We've mm. decided that we're going to do – let's go with a duplex. It's very yep. common in our community yep. at the moment anyway because they seem to be working in the places where our students are looking. So if we have that good experience, and I just use the word rinse and repeat, do you believe that somebody should do the same thing again? What are your thoughts there? If well, you're uh, just yeah. new to property development or do you think that they should start uh, or try something else? Not immediately. The old story, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Mm. I mean, if you if you were to do a, a duplex and, and do well, would why would you want to change that? You'd do another one. Um, uh, you know, you well, if you want to do something bigger, do two. But, you know, there come a point where you might want to step up and do some townhouses as well. So that's okay. I mean, they're not much different. A duplex is a big house with a wall up the middle. Townhouses are like, you know, three of those joined together or four. It's not, it's not that complex. But, um, yeah, and, and look, most people want to move up a bit in size because, you know, I, that example I gave before, three townhouses versus 12, and I said you'd learn just as much off doing three as 12. You do make considerable more money out of the 12, probably four times what you'd make out of the three, but it's not four times the work. It wouldn't even be twice the work. And so if you had a chance at some point to do 12 rather than four threes, you'd do 12 because it'd be half the work of four threes always. Mm. So that's another thing later, you know, you can graduate up to that. Bob, you know we often talk to people that maybe haven't had a good experience on their first because they they didn't get educated or they just didn't have the right support around them. Mm. So 
in your experience, would it, would that have happened more to people who have done larger projects or is it just anyone? Is it nothing in particular? Oh, the, the, the biggest problem I've seen with people wanting to tackle large projects first up is that they actually never even get them off the ground uh, because of the, I mean, what is a large project? You know, it varies from person to person. I'll, I'll keep away from apartments because I don't think you should start there at all. But, you know, you might want to tackle 12 townhouses, but your financial capacity says you should only be doing three. Mm. And that's okay if you can get some investors together. Um, but but like, people can, can fail there, you know, because they, they haven't been educated on how to, how to raise funds, how to deal with investors, you know, how to, how to do all that. And, and, they, and they, so they might not even necessarily get to the project. I mean, if you've got enough capital to, to get into the project, that's, that's the first hurdle. So when I say start with small ones, it does depend a little bit on on your finances when you start off. Mm. We, we've had people join our mattering program with $5 and we've had people join, not many, no. <laughs> and it's probably not a good idea, but we've had people join our mattering program with $5 million mm. and they can a- afford to start off with a, a much larger project first up simply mm. because of the amount of capital they've got. We do teach inside the course different strategies for people who have don't have a lot of money. Hmm. So for how to attract investors, how you know the types of strategies yeah, that you can use. Different structures you can use. Yeah. So we do we do talk about that in there. It it not just skim over it. There are modules. Oh, you know. Collectively we've got deep knowledge on that subject. Yeah. So that so that is something. So that doesn't necessarily have to be a barrier if you are if you are committed to doing property development hmm. and you don't think you have enough money to get started or you have none, that does not have to be a barrier. You just have to know where to go and how to get investors and, you know, we work with that all the time. So we've we've just covered off there, well, that, uh, the follow-up from that question, Bob. What about the, you know, the, we've talked about housing. I'm going to throw just a curveball in, which I haven't given you a heads up on. But what about things like, Commercial, child cares, retirement villages, hospital. Oh, well, hospital's not really. It's a bit, bit out, bit out of the yeah, bag. But you know like, those sorts, sorts of specialty things. stuff. Yeah, and even well, in um, your case, you're just finishing an, an NDIS project. And even um, those house student accommodations, uh, rooming houses, rooming houses. Yeah, all those sorts of things. They're they're, they're what you call specialised residential. Yeah, and. Often those sorts of developments are ones that you'd like to keep because of the income stream. They might not be big on capital gain, but they're certainly good for an income stream. And the old saying, cash is king, we've got to have cash flowing in. So there are opportunities that you could develop and keep uh, as, a, as an investment. Mm. Not necessarily out of your first project, but, you know, two, number three, whatever. Uh, certainly. And, you know, we, we're in that space as well. Mm. We, we teach different ways of making money. You mentioned retirement villages. That's probably uh, on, the, on the bigger end of town. But You think, Bob? <laughs> you think? Well, they're very cap- th- capital intensive up front. Oh, my gosh, are they, Eva? Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. But, you know, something to, to aspire to down the track. If you Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about that capital raise. I'd never raised capital, capital before and that became my role. And it was, it's a you're doing interesting. It, you're doing it this afternoon. Yeah, I know. I'm even doing it now. I've got some, some more going on. But it, it is definitely something you have to be comfortable with, asking people how much money they've got, how much money they're wanting to invest. And you just have to be 
uh, up front. I, I used to be many years ago a personal trainer, so I used to used to fat test people, you know, put calibers on them and pinch them. And I would do it like it means nothing because you do it every day. It'd be like anyone else listening to this. Whatever your profession is, you do it. You don't even think about it. So when I'm capital raising, I just easily say, mm. oh, so how much money do you have and when's it available? I just say it how that is. And I one of oh, yeah, my daughter works with us in the office and she said to me, you probably shouldn't ask people that. And I thought, well, that's pretty much the conversation. Yeah. That's what I need to know. And If they're responding to an offer that's gone out yeah, like and they it. say, oh, I want to find out more about it, it could be an investor. I mean, that's pretty that's, critical. <laughs> I know, yeah. Do, do you have the money? Yeah, so otherwise we're all just wasting time and, you know, I don't want – it's mm. a time-consuming process as it is. So, mm. yeah, so that's another thing, that that money doesn't have to stop. So, no. oh, so the, you were talking about the specialised residential. Yeah. Um, so n- not looking at getting started in that, but they are opportunities. How far down the track, Bob, would you say getting oh, involved look, in those? It could be your first project, but they, they can be a bit complex. Yeah. Um, like, as you know, something like NDIS, the, the whole design is extremely critical there. Um, the, you know, yeah, if you don't get that right, you're in big trouble. If you mm. don't get it approved, you're in big trouble. If you, you know, you'd want to try and de-risk it like, like you did with your joint venture partner by getting tenants in it, you know, there's a bit to it. Uh, rooming, rooming houses, I mean, they're pretty common these days. Lots of people do, do rooming houses. Um, that's something you could do fairly early in the piece. Yep. You know, you could even do a two-lot subdivision, do a rooming house on each lot. Mm. Um, but sometimes the finance is a bit different on some of these things. They don't lend as much money on it. Okay. Because they're specialised securities as far as finance is concerned, they, they might not lend as much, you know, the loan-to-value ratio, which means you've got to put in more money of yours and they put in less of theirs. And that that can be – well, it can be an issue, but you just need to be aware of these things. Okay. All right, so that, that just mucks around finance potentially. Oh, yeah, you might have to come up with more money than you thought. That was a nice smile that you gave me then over the table. It's I, because we're not sitting next to each I other. I give you looking. lots of nice smiles, you don't notice. Oh, okay, okay, right, okay. Okay, well then the other thing I suppose I'm almost up to the types of property development you might do. We're starting small. The reason yeah. for that is really to build up your own confidence, have a good experience, feel mm. competent. Um, so the last question, I suppose, would be what should people, if they, what should they look out for? If they want to get started in property development, what would be the thing that, you know, you would say you need to watch out for this? What would that be, Bob, the, the, that, the big one? Um, I, I, I don't want it to sound like an ad, but choose wisely when you choose a coach or a mentor or an mm. educator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do your research. Do your due diligence like you would on a project. Yeah. Cheap is not better. And more expensive, expensive is not better. better no, I know. Better, yeah. <laughs> Same with everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, like anything that you're buying, um, do your research. You're buying a car. And you're buying some, I don't know, whatever you're buying, um, stuff from JB Hi-Fi. You want to buy a new TV. Do your research. Like we always, or we should research before we spend money. Uh, and the same thing with property development education. It's not five cents. No. It's really important. Um, do your due diligence. Make mm. sure you get all the right answers. Mm. And, and then, and then, but don't just do that. Do something. Make a commitment. When, when you found who you're happy with, make a commitment. Yeah, make a commitment and doing it and do it. So I'm going to um, just kind of wind up with what 
we have available when it comes to getting started in property development. Mm. We're about to put out something, a new a new smaller masterclass for people, and that will be out in the next probably six weeks. So that yeah. might be useful for people interested. That's free. Yeah, that will be free. Yep. And But we do have our property accelerator, which is it comes with with the four courses, but it's for people interested in property development. Mm. It's kind of like I'm thinking about learning about it. I'm probably not going to even get started for another year. Yeah, I'd if, like, like to learn the basics, Yeah, that, you know, how they come together. Yeah, that would be there. So if that's something that's like a dollar for the first month and then $149 a month after that and after 12 months, it's whatever, and There's $49. four different courses in that, yeah. don't forget. There's a, there's a mindset course. There's a renovation course. There's a getting started in property development course. And there's a small subdivision course, which is pretty good. Four courses. Yeah, So and they just release monthly. So mm. that's why it's, you know, reasonably priced. It's a priced. property development banquet of four courses. <laughs> it is. So maybe that's something you're interested in. But if you're a bit more serious mm. and you want to have the, our full property development course. Yeah, really want to get traction, get yeah. into it. Yeah, that's it. You can just buy it. You can get the whole course at once and you can check that out on our website and or you're welcome to have a chat with me if you want to know that's right for you. Just uh, hit the click and chat to Hillary button. Uh, I'm sure that's somewhere be below or I'm sure there's one below and or head to the website and you can contact me and have a chat and see if it's right for you. Or if you actually want to be insured that next year property development is on your radar and it's happening, then maybe it's time to talk to us about our mentoring program, what we offer. We don't work with everybody, but the goal is that we look after you. Uh, you we you have unlimited contact with us, and we want you to have property development yep. success. So we'll get you there safely. Yeah, that's the goal there. So those are what we do offer. And if you're interested in in knowing about that, then you're welcome to find out with us. But otherwise, if not, remember it does start with the real estate between your ears. Yeah, that's an important piece of real estate. That one. <laughs> yeah. So in parting, Bob, would what would be your your parting comment? Look. It is a great industry to get into. I'm still there after 40 years. Mm -hmm. And if it's if you want to underpin your financial success into the future, give yourself a, a good lifestyle, give your family a good lifestyle, thoroughly recommend you investigate property development. Mm. Uh, look, gender, irrelevant, age, irrelevant, financial situation, uh, not, not all that important because we can teach how to do deals. What you really need is you want to, do it and you want to you know that's what you want to do mm. and just understand that it's it's energy effort reward so mm. it's not you don't land on your feet and make a million dollars you've got to learn what yeah. to do and you've got to commit to it and you've got to do the work mm. and you know that's that's what we do yep yep and uh and that's what we teach and that's what we teach so um if you're keen we'll get you there all right. Well, thanks, Bob. And so I hope that we've come up with a nice, clear episode on how to, you know how to get started in property development. If you think that there's somebody that might like this podcast, share it with them. So if you're on Spotify or Apple, you can actually share the episode so people can find us. And you can subscribe to us on YouTube, which we would really appreciate. Check us out. We've yep. changed the setup. We look different tonight. Tell us what you think. Do you yeah. like this setup or the old one? I like this one. I'm feeling pretty good with this one. Yeah, I like this one too, Bob. Yeah. Anything missing is, um, you know, maybe a glass of red or something. That's good. Just joking. <laughs> they, they couldn't hear anyway. You pulled it. We were away from the mark. Oh, okay. uh, you got away with it. All right. Well. Loved it. Thanks very much. We'll catch up with you again next week. Bye. Bye now.